Good day, everybody. Welcome to the next podcast in the TP Matters series. My name is Michael Butler. I'm a partner at PwC Tax. Uh, we are talking about key transfer pricing developments in South Africa in the series. And today I'm joined by Herman Ferri, an associate director from our customs department, and Cornelia Espost, who's been in most of these talks, RTP expert. Today, we are going to be discussing the new proposed rules that SARS has issued around the process to follow when reporting a transfer pricing adjustment to SARS for customs purposes. Now, this is quite a hot topic uh, the last couple of years, the interaction between customs and transfer pricing. And in fact, we published a series of three articles last year in our in-house tax magazine synopsis on this very point. So I'm not saying SARS reads our magazines, but it's great that they're addressing the uh, the points soon after we raise them. Corneli, do you want to maybe just talk a little bit about what's the issue, what we're trying to solve here? Thank you, Michael. So what we need to talk about is essentially the concept of a transfer pricing adjustment. So the easiest way to explain a transfer pricing adjustment is to pay, take a practical example. You potentially have a distributor um, that's distributing goods in South Africa. And in terms of the transfer pricing model for that distributor, that tr distributor targets a specific margin. So that distributor will then import goods throughout the year. It will then get to the end of the year. And from a transfer pricing perspective, we'd be calculating, for example, what is the margin earned by that distributor? Let's, for example, see that at the end of the day, if we look at the margins made by the distributor, let's say we've got a situation where the margin made by that distributor is too low, then we would effectively say we've overpaid for the goods. But on the other side, if we're saying the margin that we made is too high, we would have a situation that then you have effectively paid too little for the goods. And in that case, you would need to make an upward transfer pricing adjustment. Now, there's various ways in which such adjustments can be affected. But for this specific podcast, the nature of the adjustment that we would be focusing on is where that transfer pricing adjustment in the example that I've given the last example, where you need to increase your price of the, uh, your, your prices is made across the value of the goods. So in short, the transfer pricing adjustment is where you're making an adjustment to your operating margin. And in this instance, you're doing that through the price of your goods. Okay, so I can get my operating margin to where I want to get it to for TP purposes by adjusting the price of the goods but I've already had these goods imported throughout the year. So now I am doing a true up on it by adjusting the price. So it's either going to be an extra invoice or, or a credit note. And that obviously, because we're dealing with goods, has a customs duty implication. So Hadwan, talk to me about, from a customs point of view now, what is the process that SARS is proposing to be followed to try and sort out the customs issues whereby you've made TP adjustments that now have a customs impact? So, yeah, thank you, Michael. So um, the draft um, rules specifically require that when you pass a TP adjustment, um, with other words, an invoice, a debit note, or a credit note, 
um, you need to report that uh, um, TP adjustment to the customs authorities. Now, what the new rule is saying is, is that uh, you need to provide the following documents, and those include the TP policy, the compensation uh, calculations, purchase and sales uh, agreements where applicable, uh, distribution agreements um, with annexures uh, where applicable, the signed financial statements, uh, segmented financial uh, um, information relating to the various segments of the importer's business, royalty or licensing agreements, um, also a summary of the VAT uh, 201 return for that uh, specific period, and then a spreadsheet showing all the import transactions um, for the uh, specific period uh, uh, in question. Okay, so, so that's quite a lot of data that you've got to give SARS. I understand that you know, they need information uh, to be able to analyze, has this been done properly and how to treat the customs duties you know, arising because of the TP adjustments. And you know, it, it's great that, that SARS wants to put a proper process in place because although we had internal ways of doing it up to now, it wasn't laid down with a fixed way of doing it. It does seem that every uh, transaction now where you've got a, a TP true up on goods is going to have quite a lot of, of information provided. And it's quite a, quite a bit of work. And we're going to have to see the customs and the transfer pricing uh, work hand in hand on it. Now, this is, of course, just a proposal for, for new rules by SARS. As with any proposal, they, they have asked for feedback and we will be providing feedback as a firm to them to try and fine tune this and make this work practically. Uh, Herman, what are some of your concerns that you're gonna be addressing with SARS and how to you know, fine tune this a bit better? Yeah, I think there's a few um, um, specific uh, um, documents that uh, SARS or the, the rule requires you to submit with this uh, with this uh, submitting your report to SARS. Um, so just keep in mind what the rule says that you need to submit all of this within one month from the date of receiving the uh, debit credit note. Uh, um, and you need to submit all these documents within that uh, period. So there is a bit of a concern with regards to the um, to the uh, um, audited financial statements that will won't be ready. There's also, um, you know, um, some concern about the VAT two hundred ones that will not be um, finished um, or, or available at that time. Um, and then there's there's some other issues um, with regards to the. Uh, to the uh, time period, and that is what will happen. The, the, the rule doesn't say what will happen if we cannot make that specific time period. And if we if we miss that uh, time period, what will happen? So really a lot of it is about timing. They say they need information, but it may not be available yet. So one needs to work with SARS, but to, to streamline that process. Um, but by and large, if we can get a, a process that 
works for, for SARS but doesn't place too onerous a burden on the taxpayer, it should put everybody in a, a better position, both SARS and the taxpayers, because we've got certainty we can slot into a process. I know I've had many clients in the past to say, we're not entirely sure what to do, SARS uh, flops around a bit this way and that way on it, and there isn't certainty and reperformability, for want of a better term, across various taxpayers. Um, so I think if we can get it sorted out, it'll be a great, a great um, development. Anything else that you'd you'd like to add, Herman or Cornelie? I think the only other thing I would like to add is the one thing that's not entirely clear from the new rules that SARS has issued is what are they targeting? And that points to, goes back to Herman's comments around both timing and the documentation. Transfer pricing adjustments can either be made as post year end adjustments or as interim adjustments throughout the year. Now, if you look at the sort of wording used and also the type of documentation that they're requesting, for example, signed financials, segmented information, etc., um, a lot of those documents would not be available if you're making an interim adjustment. So what is then going to happen if you do have these interim adjustments? You're not going to have to give all these information. And then Arman also just talked to us. It seems to us, to me, that these all these documentations would have to be submitted every time, which puts quite a big documentary burden on clients. Obviously, the process will be streamlined, so it will be the same across the board. But it is quite a lot of documents to be submitting sort of upfront. And I think my understanding was in the past, perhaps, the document was asked in a more sort of tranced or, or that sort of manner that may have flowed better. Do you just perhaps quickly want to just recap us on that and how perhaps that's something that SARS can look at just to almost ask documentation in a more staggered approach just to make it a bit more easier for taxpayers? Yeah, Cornelia, I think um, maybe it's a good idea to, to look at what's happening currently. So what's happening currently is, is that um, the Act requires you to report the TP adjustment to SARS within one month um, and, and to provide him with a copy of that. The Act doesn't say you need to provide him with all this information. Um, so what happens currently is it, I think it's a, better, it's, it's a better control that's followed, a better process um, in the sense that um, you provide the, um, information, the, the, you report the TP adjustment to SARS and then within a reasonable time, um, you then provide SARS with all this uh, information and the calculations, the, the, the spreadsheet that they're referring to, et cetera. That is what we do at the moment. It works quite well. Um, so um, I would imagine that SARS uh, will need to rethink, um, you know, specifically the issue with regards to this 30-day uh, period. Okay. Guys, um, that's been most interesting. Hopefully we can work with SARS and get a, a process that'll work for everybody and get us the certainty that we've been asking for. So thanks to SARS for heading in that direction. Got some teething problems to iron out on it and we'll be working with them and keep taxpayers updated. And that is that for today. So goodbye and good luck for everyone. Rights reserved. PwC refers to the South African member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. 
please see www.pwc.com forward slash structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.